Welcome to I'm Obsessed With This, the Netflix podcast about the shows and films everyone seems to be talking about and why. I'm your host, Bobby Finger, and today I'm joined in the studio by Lauren Thompson, a producer and writer whose work can be seen on Refinery29, VH1, and your Instagram explore page. That's true. She's always on mine. I'm also joined by Mariah Smith, writer and creator of Keeping Up With The Continuity Errors, a blog that tracks the continuity errors and Keeping Up With The Kardashians, which runs weekly on The Cut. As usual, we will be having spoiler-filled discussions of all series and films, so check the time codes in the show notes in case you'd like to skip those sections. Welcome, you two. Thanks for being here. Hi, thanks for thanks having me. Thanks for having us. Of course. This so fun. Is, this is, it's already fun. You're already having fun. I'm already fun. having a good time. Mariah's mm-hmm. having a good time. Lala's smiling. Lauren is smiling. Excuse me. I know Lauren is Lala, but I'm going to try to stop myself and be more formal. It's You're okay. Lauren. This can, You're be Lauren. A, this can be an informal podcast moment. Yeah, chit-chat. But you are on my Explore feed a lot. Mm-hmm. And your hair looks great today. Thanks. When did you get it done? Uh, last week. This is my fresh hair it's color. It's so beautiful. It's uh, like for a, the listeners, it's uh, neon orange. It's neon yeah. orange. It's great. Yeah. Mariah's hair is not orange. It's just but it black. It's still looks yeah. Thanks. It still looks you know, great. it's just what what I was born with. I bring the guests beverages of their choice to every recording, and I must say, this is the first time both guests asked for just water, just not <laughs> not seltzer, not coffee. I don't water. trust anyone else's coffee really, so I couldn't say, "Oh, I'd like a coffee." Because mm-hmm. I don't know what you'd bring me, you know. Okay. No offense to anyone, but okay. this I won't name the brand, but it's the yeah. one that like is definitely a scam. <laughs> like, here's the thing: when I ionized. was thinking, what? I was like, "This is when I ask for water. This is what comes to mind." Oh, really? Wow. I watch too much Kardashians. That's <laughs> probably why. <laughs> I don't understand it, but it's definitely we're being conned, right? Yeah, yeah. It took me a I while mean, to start drinking it. Bottle bottles will stop as a scam. So. Yeah. Humans <laughs> have been around for a really long time, and not until maybe 18 months ago did we start caring about the pH balance of our water. Right? Right. <laughs> Am I making that up? I'm not no. ignorant, right? No. no. Okay, well that's good. So, as you know, this show is called I'm Obsessed With This. Before we get into the shows, we're going to be talking about this week, which are The Society, the new 10-episode series, probably going to come back let's be honest though come i don't back. know anything i need more answers and the film directed by amy poehler in her directorial debut wine country well, we'll get to those in a second awesome. those are my homework assignments for the two of you okay and for myself mm-hmm. before that i want to talk about your individual obsessions let's start with mariah because you're on my right okay cool uh what have you watched lately on netflix that you've fucking loved whether or not it's original licensed whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i work from home mm-hmm. um so i'm watching netflix all the time all the time <laughs> just... uh recently though my go-to is ncis which <laughs> i love that i i love that i just started like, watching early? it in december yeah mm-hmm. i'm going through but what's I have an issue with like getting anxiety when i because i read spoilers about everything i watch mm-hmm. before after or during before I endure. <laughs> okay. So I am watching. I've only gotten up to season 10 because I know something's oh. going to happen in season 11 that I'm not excited about. Um, and some changes that will happen as we move forward season 16, which they're <laughs> wrapping up now. Uh, so at at present, I have been struggling to rewatch the first probably seasons three through ten because those are my favorites because some stuff happens in season one that makes me sad so I can't really watch that mm-hmm. um, but I just love Gibbs and the gang I'm a fan <laughs> Gibbs I know the girl, yeah. who's mm-hmm. the girl who's like the goth computer Polly Pratt. Polly Pratt and I don't like her okay. um, yeah her character is not ideal uh, and I'm just not a fan but who's Gibbs he's Mark Harmon oh Mark Harmon okay yeah. see I forgot I confused it with Blue Bloods I was like which one's Tom yeah. Selleck but that's oh, no, not no, no, no. NCIS yeah I like I know much more about the Navy than I've ever known in my life um, I really respect it 
And I, I really, my family makes fun of me. We were on a vacation and I was glued to my phone watching NCIS. <laughs> Literally at Disneyland watching NCIS because I couldn't get enough. I mean, the happiest place on earth. So. I mean, yeah, you got to bring it down a little bit with some Navy murder. What is so every episode's like a murder? It's a procedural, obviously, but like it's I've like, never watched it's it. It's it's some sort of crime that relates to the Navy. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all working together. Wait, what does to NCIS stand for? Um, I forget you the exact acronym. <laughs> you have watched ten seasons of this, Mariah, and you do not know what NCIS no, it's stands Navy for. Navy investigative. Criminal, Navy and Navy Criminal Investigative Service. You were not confident saying that. I was not. <laughs> and also, after ten seasons, yeah. that's two hundred episodes. But this that's like two hundred and forty. This is what really how it's impacted me. I genuinely looked up what it takes to become an NCIS special agent. Mm-hmm. And you don't need any. Re- you just really have to pass a few tests, and then you don't have to be in the Navy. No. Oh no. Can you start keeping up with some naval continuity errors? Is, oh, would I that would be love your? That. Would that be your? I have. I do see you continuity look for errors. You would look the, for trends yeah. and patterns, and you point out like this is they're the murderer. Well, yeah, no, what I do look for the trends and patterns in the show now. They reuse a lot of sets, okay. So oh. it's so annoying because okay. you'll be like, oh, this place was a house, and now it's a funeral home. It's just very. It's tragic. But other than that, I watched uh, Dead to Me, which I truly loved. Mm-hmm. I did that in one day. Love that. Um, me too. I didn't expect to love it. Christina Applegate Me is either. amazing. Uh, Linda Carnally, Carnally, Cardellini. Cardellini. Yeah, I, I love her. Me. Yeah. I feel like I've seen her in stuff, but I don't think I have, except mm-hmm. Dead to Me. She's but been in one billion things. Yeah. I would say, she. I mean, she's probably most well-known for Freaks, Freaks and Geeks. Freaks and Geeks. Oh, but I've then also, she is Chutney in Legally Blonde, which I mentioned in the last oh, episode. She's right. the murderer. Oh, oh, my God. People forget that. She's the she's the murderer. Oh, my God. She, oh, my God. Yes, I remember. <laughs> she still looks so young, yeah. but it's actually she, hard to imagine that she has been in all these things. She and Christina Applegate both look much younger than they are, and they've both yeah. been acting their whole lives, Forever. essentially, like, since they were kids. And Christina Applegate is so funny. Like, Samantha Who was one of my favorite shows back in the day. I loved it. It was the, so funny. Samantha Who fans just pop out of the woodwork all the I time. I know, right? <laughs> It's, it's like, like you never know. everywhere you everywhere you go, someone's like, you know what show I love? Samantha Who. I would love that show to come back. Bring it back. Revive. Yes. Who needs the Murphy Brown revival? Ugh. Who's that for? Everyone Not who me. watched that is dead. So <laughs> keep it. Um, you have Shit's Creek on here. Do you want? Do you watch a lot of Shit's Creek? Oh yes. Um, that's the other show I watch daily. Uh, over and over. I, again. Over and over. Yeah, again. me too. Yeah. Um, I. I think the last week I watched seasons three and four three times. <laughs> what? And I, I love your Netflix habits. I, lo- I love I'm it. just, I really, because I don't, I get stressed out easily by new things. So if mm-hmm. I know what's going to happen and I know what I enjoy, stick to it. Mm-hmm. But Shit's Creek and CIS always playing in my home. Are you going to redo Dead to Me or is it a little too intense? It's a little too intense for now. I thought about watching it the other day, but I'm going to watch it with my sister this week. So mm-hmm. okay, that's my... That's my task. Those are great. Lauren, what about you? What have you been watching that you um, love? That I love. Okay. Besides NCIS. I mean, I haven't <laughs> watched NCIS since I left my parents' house. Mm-hmm. But when we were home, it was in huge rotation. Right now, I'm obsessed with Elite or Elite, which is a Ooh. Netflix original series based on a group of Spanish high schoolers okay. um, and murder. Murder. I really want to. Someone, everyone said I would love that. I everyone watch loves that. Elite. I haven't watched it it's either. It's super soapy. I would say it's sort of like Cousins to Riverdale Ooh. in the intensity. It starts out with a murder and then you're trying to figure out who did it. It's okay. one of the main characters. But is it more of like a, um, 
Is it like TV 14 or is it TVMA, like the society? I think it's TVMA. There's okay. like multiple threesomes. Okay. Whoa. Okay. And they're teenagers? So it's sexy. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Well, they're all super, super rich because they're mm-hmm. like the elite class. Okay. So like one of the big dramas is like someone's there on a scholarship. Ooh. Oh, so it's very Gossip girl oh, too. Oh, it's super oh, Gossip girl Okay. okay. And there's, the you class, know, there's like an The aggr- class system. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's like the bad boy who falls in love with like the really conservative girl oh. and there's like a really good good queer couple two guys that is like a great ship mm-hmm. I am really excited to hear you talk about amazing interiors I know that you love wild home shows yes so I'm obsessed with Netflix home shows and a bit, another one that's actually serious and yeah. very calming is Extraordinary Homes which are these like mm-hmm. beautiful oh, super expensive homes but my favorite is Amazing Interiors which is a fully insane show that seems like it was scripted it's so off the walls so it's people who have regular houses and inside they're weirdly themed in some uh-huh, way uh-huh. and this can be like it's like, a, like, if, like if you like the facade of a TV house like if you saw the Brady Bunch house but then you went inside and it was like Liberace lived there or something yeah so like sometimes okay. it's like a girl in LA who's like the pink girl and it's not Angeline it's another yeah. girl who's obsessed with pink in LA and it's like everything in her house gets painted pink and it's like okay that one's kind of normal or a guy who collects, you know, movie horror <laughs> yeah. props, which is like, eh, but Ooh, okay, that's weird. sure. But then it's like a guy who's obsessed with scuba diving to the point where he built the biggest fish tank in Europe in his home. He built that and then built a home around it so he could scuba dive in it every day. And he does. And he does. He uses it. It's not and like so someone all buys the chairs a are set up just like facing the tank because it's the whole wall. How is that like legal? Yeah. Well, it's like he has to take care of the tank and clean everything, so someone has to dive in there anyways. Oh, my God. <laughs> so he, it's like his hobby, but it's also a his chore. Like, chore. It's yeah. also a chore. He's like, yeah, when I'm on vacation, my son has to be here because he knows how to dive in the tank. Oh, no. And there are fish? And there's hundreds of fish. <laughs> do they? Okay, so what do they eat? Do, does he feed them? He or feeds are they them eating every day. Yeah, does he, does it create, yeah. Like, does he have like a, an ecosystem that he creates there? Like do things oh my grow? God. Oh well, my God. He takes you back into his like filtration room. Oh no, I'm sure <laughs> and that's And it's like disgusting. he has like double soundproof doors because like the Filters purifying the water takes so, is so loud and takes so much energy. A friend of mine has a turtle in her apartment what? and she has to clean the filter like once a month and it's a whole to do and it's a tank that's maybe five feet by two feet it's big but it's not i couldn't scuba dive in it yeah and that's an insane amount of work for her yeah i actually had a nightmare the other day that someone gifted me a goldfish and i lost i didn't know how to care for it and then it died (laughs) and i didn't know how to tell them that's how terrified i am of taking care of that no it just i forgot i forgot to take it out of the bag Mm -hmm. but when it died what did you do with it in the dream did anything happen i put it in a tank (laughs) she didn't clean it (laughs) Just let it flow. Because I was like, oh, they'll think it drowned in the tank. <laughs> or something drowned. The fish wouldn't drown. Well, something. I yeah, don't know. And it's it's dream behavior. Yeah. It's wild. Wild. It's dream behavior. Wait, can I mention one more insane yeah, interior? you can. Okay, so one of the craziest Please. ones that is how I introduce people to amazing interiors is mm-hmm. they take you to this, like, London townhouse. I guess you don't call it a brownstone in London. But, you know, a traditional London townhouse. Mm-hmm. Beautiful row house. street. Row, row house. Row house. Beautiful street. Yeah. And they're like, this is a famous uh, American director's apartment and it's Roland Emmerich's apartment <gasps> and are you ready for what the theme is inside? I don't He's the director of like Independence Day mm-hmm. the yeah. disaster movies right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Communist dictator theme. What? So it is the most offensive art like Saddam Hussein on a shower curtain. What? All these like Stalin photos. It's truly insane. There's photos of it online. What's his explanation for that? I- 
it's like provocative. What a jerk. Stop. There's a pope under the stairs. There's a it's pope like under a the stairs. It's like a freaky figurine of like <sighs> like a wax figure of the pope. Oh god, no. Never. I never, hate this. Never. Anyways, that's the kind of stuff you can run into. But then also people who are like we live somewhere cold, so we made our whole house into a greenhouse, and it's just like there's like waterfalls and like uh, wow. And Roland Emmerich's the layout of this house is like stunning. It's huge. You can do so mm-hmm. many cool this things is a with this house. Million, million, and this is what he did. House. I know that's so sad. It's like this is what you wanted this to is, do. This is this how is you not spent like an accidental collection either. This is like <laughs> oh my god. He went to an interior Thought designer out. and said, mm-hmm. "Let's make it as offensive as possible." Mm-hmm. I hate this. I hate this. But I do love Independence Day. But I also wonder who would <laughs> want to Airbnb that. Like, what type of person are I you? I bet it's always sold out. Yeah. My bet so, too. It's like that, like, Instant Hotel, which is also on Netflix. Like, oh, right, right, right. wild homes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, people want to live did, in wild people wanna, And people want to rent it out because it's like, yeah. let's spend the weekend in this, like, crazy place. Never. I would do I, that. Actually, makes more sense than living in it. Yeah, because you want to stay in there. Because if you lived in a house with linen on the walls, you'd go crazy. Yeah, like you would yeah, fully yeah. go crazy. Yeah. But a weekend, you could get over it. <laughs> Lauren, Mariah, can I just say something? Yeah, it's time to talk about wine country. <gasps> now this water seems. Silly. Can I just I know, say right? something? I should have asked for some wine. Did we notice how many times they say, can I just say something? Because I've now watched yes. Wine Country twice. Yeah. And it wasn't until the second time that I realized how often they actually say it. I thought that when they were like in the, um, the I was going to say the winery, a lot of it's at a winery, but when they were all like walking <laughs> in the <laughs> in the vineyard, they shouldn't be walking. All, all of them do like it. The, I was like, oh, this is the game of this set. They're mm-hmm. all just like, can I just say something about the other person? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. everyone has some little gripe with another mm-hmm. person. I love that. I love any movie or TV show that does that because mm-hmm. I think that's one of the realest representations of friendship because yep. like yep. you can't be good friends with someone unless you complain about them. Yep. Like if you're not complaining about someone, you don't know them well enough. Especially with that of, many people. Right? I, yeah. Uh-uh. And for uh-uh. as long as they've known each other. Yeah. yeah. And you know to yeah. do it like briefly, like, I'm just going to get this out of my system, but like, come on. And the other mm-hmm. person's like, I know. And then you move on. And yeah. And then it's on. done. And I yeah. did love how like every time they complained, the next time they interacted with that person, it wasn't like a, it was, it was just so real. It wasn't like that complaint was still lingering. Mm-hmm. They were. You get it out of so your system. Just, yeah. yeah. They're like I don't know, human people weird. with yeah. multifaceted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I love it. So Wine Country is a new movie directed by Amy Poehler, her directorial debut, written by Emily Spivey, mm-hmm. um, who was also in it as Jenny. Very, very funny. And Liz Kakowski, who was the organic wine lady in that scene. She was the oh. co-writer. Both of oh. right. She was funny. She's funny. She's funny. So, and her brother was actually the other sommelier who was like, there, it doesn't taste like canned peaches. Oh that my guy. God. Their brother and sister. He didn't write it though. That's one of my favorite bits. Is I they, love, they, hate, they don't care about wine. They don't care about yeah. wine. That's one of those um, And it stars Amy Poehler, Maya Rudolph, Emily Spivey, Paula Pell, uh, Cherry Jones, Rachel Dratch, Jason Schwartzman. Who am I missing? Tina Fey. Tina Fey, Anna Gasteyer. Yeah, Those yeah. are the big ones. And it's about these women who go to Napa Valley for Rachel Dratch's. They're one of their best friends. <laughs> 50th birthday. And of course, everything goes wrong. Long-held resentments are revealed yeah. and like finally exposed. People fall down hills. People throw out their backs. People have like weird existential crises involving raccoons. Mm-hmm. Did we like wine country? I really did. Yeah. I liked it as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not crazy, crazy about it, but it was one of the first times in a while that I've seen a lot of those women be in mm-hmm. something I really liked. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like for a while, I mean, Amy Poehler, I loved Parks and Rec, of yeah. course, but I feel like I've been waiting for her to sort of 
do another big role where she mm-hmm. was like actually funny and I actually wanted to see it and I feel like this fulfilled that mm-hmm. promise for me I think yeah I because I'm thinking back I want to say aside from Tina Fey's character a lot of them were very like real representations of how women that age would sort of act in the normal world mm-hmm. and then just put in this movie because like I remember watching like uh, Baby Mama with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler which is funny but I'm like it's weird. too over the top mm-hmm. it's a and weird so was their movie. sister's movie I didn't even finish oh. that because I was like these ca- they're, oh, I hate that the too. characters were too heavy I think mm-hmm. so this seemed a lot more settled and realistic and I think those are good comparisons because both of those movies I think stand out not I said I hate sisters I don't hate sisters yeah. but it's like it, they're so inauthentic mm-hmm. both they're mm-hmm. playing characters who like don't make any sense at all yeah any and especially Tina Fey in sisters makes less sense than anything I've seen Tina Fey honestly, do honestly honestly she's like pl- I don't know if it, it make it's like have you ever met anyone right because you're acting like no one I've ever right. seen in my whole life and then I but in this even though Tina Fey is again sort of cast as like the weirdest character uh-huh. everyone in the movie feels like an authentic not only like woman but like an authentic part of a friend group yeah you know they all seem like their their friendship makes sense one of my favorite parts of the movie was when they wake up after their first night and they're in the kitchen Mm -hmm. and uh Maya Rudolph is wearing a bonnet and Rachel Dratch asks her She's asking her, are you, did you take a shower? Or are you going to take a shower? And I'm like, this is so funny because <laughs> Maya was using that bonnet to sleep in because mm-hmm. black women do that. Mm-hmm. But of course, like her white friend wouldn't necessarily <laughs> know that specific thing about her. And Maya's not even like. It's like, whatever. Yeah, it's like, I don't have I the time to break this down this. for you. I thought I was like, OK, I love that. That to me was truly the standout. <laughs> I love that scene because there's this authenticity to mm-hmm. the moment, like the morning after your first night with your friends mm-hmm. for when you go away for a weekend where you're just sort of dazed. But you're also deeply comfortable. Yeah. Even though it's not the funniest movie of all time. Right. It's not really the cleverest movie of all time because not much happens. Yeah, nothing Mm-mm. happens. The stakes are pretty low, but every scene, like that one included, mm-hmm. felt like a scene between people who have known each other forever. Yeah. Like, you yeah. can tell that these women have known each other forever, and I and that's something about Wine Country. Paula Pell and Emily Spivey are probably the two least recognizable people in the friend yeah. group, but they've known those women for as long as everyone else because yeah. they were writers on SNL forever. They were writers on SNL when Tina Fey and Amy Poehler were at SNL, but they weren't on camera often. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, Paula Pell would pop up. Yeah. Emily Spivey, less so. What else did we love about this Bobby, movie? Bobby, can I give you a little feedback? Please. Um, <laughs> can I give you... <laughs> okay. Okay, call back. I like it. Uh, so Jason Schwartzman, to me, as soon as he came on screen, I was like, okay, who's he having sex with? Yeah. So, like, the whole time oh, I was I... trying to figure out who it was. Is he, like, a, yeah, is he supposed to be, like, hot? I think he's supposed think, to be, I like... I think Jason Schwartzman's hot. Theory, was he, like, a fairy, a like a spiritual creature brought in to bring them together. Because, like, no one else references except for them. Why not? Wow. Why not? Here, just thinking outside the box. Um, what do we think of Tina Fey's character, who owns the house? I couldn't... Weird. I, yeah, it was weird. I liked her as the movie went on when she became a little bit more grounded and mm-hmm. realistic a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was just such a stark contrast between all of the women. It was so over the top. Yeah. And such a heavy character she did it played it well and like i think she does that a little bit uh 
better than other roles she's yeah. played. I watched her in Date Night recently again with uh, Steve Carell, and like that was fine. It's just that movie is weird. That movie is weird because yeah. you want more from mm-hmm, them, mm-hmm. and that's why I went into this and I and I was like, I'm gonna be disappointed by this. Yeah, but I because I'm so used to being disappointed by these women who are hilarious, right. who I love on who TV, keep, yeah, who I love on TV, and who keep getting kind of shit movie roles, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. this is like finally a movie role worth their time because their friends wrote it. Yeah. You know, like there was so much, there was so much of a personal connection to like the creative process Mm -hmm. of this movie that like, it makes sense that it's a little more authentic and enjoyable than their other stuff. Right. What did you guys think about the art show? Stupid. That was insane. Yeah. Like fully stupid. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Fully in the middle of the day. And it's all young people in Napa Valley. Wait, can I say the thing I was nervous about? Mm -hmm. So like before they panned out to show the art, I was so afraid that the picture she had taken of Paula Pell was going to be like the art and it was going to be like a joke. Me too. That's what I was like, thinking. Yeah. I was I didn't like, it's going to be that. a blown yeah. up photo of her and it's like yeah. sadness or something, yeah. you know, like oh, really offensive. Yeah. So when it panned out to yeah. the reveal of Fran Drescher, I was like, wait, what? That was like just so bizarre. But then again, it seemed like that character was completely different than you'd expect her mm-hmm. to be at the restaurant. It was mm-hmm. two different people. So that wasn't realistic mm-hmm. for me. That was a little bit tough to swallow, but I still enjoyed the scene. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest laughs of the movie came during that scene for me when what's her name? Emily Spivey is looking up at the art and it's like, am I art? I am art. Yeah. And she goes, here's my answer. No. And no, you're not. Yes, or something I like, like that. that. And I was yeah, like, this is great. Funny. And it's also like, but it's also like an old joke. Yeah. The yeah. am I art joke, like making fun of art in a broad comedy is so overplayed at this point, but I still thought it was funny. Yeah. And I think that is a, something that can be said about a lot of the movie where it's like, none of it really should have been as funny as it was but because of who they are right it ended up right. being funny like Maya Rudolph picking up the mic and drunkenly singing oh, that, mm-hmm. I got anxiety as was like oh, god, I hate... oh my god yeah it's yeah. like I hate when this happens in a movie but when she fell I laughed so hard and when she like she's just so good at like yeah. pausing and like de- she delivers lines I think with a little more nuance than a lot of the people mm-hmm. in the movie but like she's just hysterical and perfect like she could do the oldest joke in the world and i would laugh at it yeah um there's something about wine that brings out the messiness and otherwise not messy people because they think wine is classier Mm -hmm. but it's Mm -hmm. still look i mean it's alcohol yeah Yeah. it's It's alcohol alcohol. it's gonna do the same thing as your well vodka soda you know yeah as your miller high life Exactly. You're just oh, it has be dr- more alcohol content. It, it does, has, has more alcohol. Drunk more, I get after a glass of wine, you know. I'm like, hello. Yeah, a tequila shot could not do that to me. <laughs> Wait, no. did they ever do the Molly? No. no. And I love, I that wish was a they great... would have. Yeah, that was funny. That was a funny little red herring where they were like, "You're, they're going to do this. Yeah. There's going to be a scene like there's in every movie now where they do the drug and yeah. they have like an experience and no one does the Molly. It well, was so funny. Right? I thought they did do it at first. I must have like looked oh, away no. for the they 10 the seconds because yeah, no. when they're like partying in the first night mm-hmm. I was oh like, yeah oh, they did the molly mm-hmm. and i was like oh no that's just that. middle-aged women on wine now let's shift gears from sunny napa valley to what new ham. the woods of new ham connecticut <laughs> new ham connecticut right, that's it's what called it's called new ham new ham so it used to not be old new, not old ham new ham new, new space oh ham is in the meat <laughs> <laughs> that's not a real town no Good. But in the in the show, it's a real town, and it's a very spooky town. Ah, it's, of course. It's a town filled with secrets, and it's a town filled, filled with, with teens. And it's most importantly a town filled with dangerous odors. <laughs> Wait, but it's like literally the first. The first. How part did you of the describe it when you were first saying it? It I was, was like, like Lord of the Flies meets Lost meets Riverdale meets 
what? What else am I missing? That's, a pretty that's good probably that's the probably... only one of those things I like and or have seen is Riverdale, and I was like, I can't. Okay, and it's more, it's way more lost. It's way more Riverdale than it is lost, but okay. it's also weirdly political, which I wasn't expecting because in the second half of the of the show, it veers into political territory. Like it's fully about like elections and like setting up a democracy in what is essentially like an anarchist environment oh, um, of exclusively horny teens. But the society is a new show. 10 episode season um, you can watch it in a day like I did Lauren did I too watched, watched it all last night straight through it is about um, the first literally the first scene is like two teens making out behind their school theater because they're <laughs> in some shape what is it Twelfth Night no it was oh, Hamlet God. Hamlet yeah because that was Rosencrantz and Guildenstern that scene they um, are making out and then this girl's like the smells back it smells so gross and the town is all in chaos because there's this smell and then they send the kids off. They truck all the teens away to this field trip, small town. So you can truck off away all the ki- all the kids in like three buses max. The teens God. suddenly return into the town. They don't get to go on their field trip. The buses do a little. There was loop. like there's a mudslide. We couldn't like go up the mountain road. So, they were going on like a you know like an outdoor an outdoor a- experience. I don't know, like yeah. While the adults cleaned up the smell, <laughs> they get back. They don't describe the smell. No, they get back. All the adults are gone. And it's what? just teens, and they can't leave because all the roads are blocked off by like giant. Like, so like, wines where the grow. roads would have like the bridge to like leave the river to mm-hmm. the next town, like trees have grown out of the road. Like there was never a road there. The road just ends. You can't leave this town. There's no internet. There's they can no. Text, they the can only text, thing they can do is text each other. Each but other, they have but no. They can't text outside the other people. Do they ever explain why all of this? No, happened? not even. Oh, in the, no, no, no. no, and we're we can talk spoilers in this. You're not going to watch it, are you? I even if I do, I don't care about spoilers. It doesn't, well, it doesn't oh, right. matter because like they, yeah. they don't explain it. They don't explain anything. They don't explain anything, and it's God. really not about like when you said Lost. I said it's almost less like Lost because Lost is a lot about like what's what happening. Is, what is right, the central right. mystery? Where, like people this is not... are talking about it, but it's way more like so. How are we going to survive? We have to create rules in a society, and it's like a lot about like socialism and like socialism versus and class a democracy stuff there's a lot of class stuff because mm-hmm. the rich people are like why are people staying in my nice house and it's yeah. like who cares and they get really like, resentful it's like six months what? we're like we don't have any more food like mm-hmm. it's the almost more... like bird box thing kind of okay kind of sorry go ahead except with a lot more teen sex <laughs> and teen drinking uh, something about the show that was really wild to me is how graphic things were because I'm so used to like when I watch a teen show which is right. not often I'm used to CW level yeah. material and, and this you get is the fully first kiss and then a little this is fully TVMA over and over again intense really surprising and graphic deaths and dark sort of existential crises like, are they killing each other yeah yes yes oh. and one thing I really respected about the show among a lot of things and in retrospect I liked it more than I did while watching it I think now that we've talked about it a little bit is that they don't really let things linger too long when someone dies or murdered the killer is found out pretty quickly okay. and like when Gideon Adlon gets pregnant like she gives birth after a few seasons in the seasons that wasn't some long thing like they don't really drag things out which I appreciate and I think a lot of shows do that Mm -hmm. there's a lot of there's some subtle time jumps it's like and there's a girl narrating it subtly I don't know she's taking a diary like a history someone is like we have to write down history of what happens here in case we all just die the main character who you think is going to be the protagonist throughout the show because she's the only like she's the smartest one she's like she's going to Yale Um, she's like the men are going to ruin this like the horny men are going to ruin this it's very about men versus women it's about men versus women it's about it's class it's men versus women it's about democracy 
democracy versus domestic socialism. It's about domestic abuse. It's about it's about capital punishment. It's about ethics amidst chaos. Yeah, morality. It's like, yeah, like does the moral line shift whenever your experiences shift? Apparently, the creators have said the second season will go into race more because okay. class is already starting to well, that like makes sense. cause problems. That makes sense. If they're trying to deal with these sorts of relationships, honestly, they're yeah. going to have to bring up all these things. They already did like the sexism stuff, which is going to be ongoing. Absolutely. There's like a little religion stuff because like they're all like freaks. So like one, the most religious girl is suddenly like, I'm going to like do service now because oh. what else are we going to do? Mm-hmm. People are going through like existential crisis. Are they making any moves to try to get out? Yes. Or is it okay? Mm-hmm. And have they, they form like-, like a committee to get out and then they realize uh, there's like a solar eclipse and everyone's like, oh, duh, that's just supposed to happen. And then they look up, they find almanacs oh, yeah. in the library that are it like, shouldn't be it shouldn't be happening mm-hmm. right now. Like for 10 years, there won't be another one. So they start looking at the stars and figure out the stars aren't quite in the right places. Mm-hmm. And there's no satellites. No so satellites. So they are like thing. not on Earth. And oh. so it's like, are we on? Are we in a different dimension? Parallel dimension. Blah, 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 blah. Um, they fly a drone up and look around to see what's around the forest. And there's nothing. It's, nothing. it's all forest. It's like the ocean isn't where it should be. Mm-hmm. That is freaky. It's freaky. But but again, the thing about the show is that the mystery doesn't really matter yet. Okay. The, so there's uh, only one little scene that reveals like, what at the very end like and the so lost like there's boom. all this election drama near the end and we're still we're still trying to pick a pick a new leader and then there's this dog which i can't get into but this dog that has gone missing whatever suddenly you see this dog again and, and you think you're around. still in the town and you're like oh the dog's back and it's like walking around and then you see this woman an older like, woman oh there you are like boy hello an older like a woman an adult an adult and then you're like, what's happening? And she goes into one of the buildings in the town uh-huh. and she starts reading to children. She's like, reading Peter Pan. Reading Peter Peter Pan. A very yeah. specific never, passage very never about landy. how the mother looked back in and she wasn't sure if those were her kids mm-hmm. in the bed. And then the camera pans up and you see a plaque behind her that's like, in memory of all those we lost. And it's all the of kids. the kids' names on the plaque. So. so there's an alternate reality where the parents are alone. And there's an alternate there's no reality children. where there's only kids. Yeah. So they think they're all dead. But again, that what does that mean? Or does what? It, it doesn't mean anything. But what does that mean? We don't know. It's not. It's it's a cliffhanger, but it's also like it offers like a little bit of closure. They slightly like, set up like who could be a villain. Oh yeah, sort of, sort of. But a villain who created an alternate. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like some like. So it's like sci-fi. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it has of. to be sci-fi. Yeah. yeah. Wait, can I mention one more thing? One I more thing. Yeah. An interesting thing and a cool thing about this was. Sign language, American Sign Language, is multiple characters speak it or sign it so they can communicate with this pretty major character. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was so nicely, subtly integrated into the show. Multiple characters either knew some or a lot of sign Mm -hmm. language just for their friend. It's it has a lot going for it. It's good. I'm very excited. I'm sold on it. Literally find library books and they deliver a baby. And they figure out how to do it because someone ha- who's going to do it. Yeah. And you think the baby's dead, but then the baby lives. That's good. So now they have to raise a baby. Now they yeah. have to raise a baby. I like Lauren's assumption that next season they will break off into like people who want to live off the land and like be farmers and people who want to live in the thing. Yeah. For some reason, I thought maybe it was like a quote unquote limited series, you know, like yeah. where it's cl- mm-hmm. 10 episodes yeah. and it's like done. One and done. So mm-hmm. I was sort of like waiting for like the shoe to hit in the last episode. Like, here we go. And then it was like, oh, no, no. This is like a setup for a lot of seasons. Yeah. Like. It's going to be good. It was like in Lost when you think, well, they can't ever get off the island. And then it's most seasons of Lost are like not on the island. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. They're off it for a while. Yeah, and then you see what's happening in the alternate reality. It's good. 
They're going to do a lot of stuff with it. Yeah. I think it'll be fun. But I think we're done here. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you, Mariah, for coming to Thank talk you. about wine Thanks, country Bob. and the society and elite and yeah. NCIS. Thank you. Mimo, I might Thank watch you. NCIS. You have to. NCIS is something you could also put on. Hey, and just like you should start from season one. And you said it gets attention. dark and sad. Not dark and sad. I just have a, I get I grow attached to characters, okay. and oh. if someone like leaves, it just is. It's a lot. It's a lot, but it has a lot of levity. Okay. Okay, wait. What's the hottest season of NCIS, though? Oh, God. Um, Does it peak in, like, four and then, like, come back? See, like, Grey's Anatomy so long, it's had multiple peaks I think, yeah. I think that the best season so far is, I want to say seasons eight and three. Seasons eight and three. Okay. Really hit home for me. Thanks again for coming by. Also call 754-CALL-BOB and leave your thoughts about your own obsessions. Maybe they're NCIS, maybe not. Who knows? We will see you next time for another episode of I'm Obsessed With This. Obsessed.